Hi everybody, this is Wintry. This is the Fantasy Wrestling Talk Podcast, the only Fantasy Wrestling Talk Podcast anywhere on the internet. If you're a return listener to this podcast, thank you for listening. If you're a first-time listener to this podcast, thank you for tuning in. Um, if you guys have never listened to this podcast before, what happens is I compare WWE television to fantasy sports. I tell you who had a good week, who had a bad week, who to start, and who to sit uh, based on what happens in last week and what I think is going to happen for the upcoming week. Um, now, this week that just ended is <coughs> the most questionable week in all of wrestling. It's the week after WrestleMania, the Raw and SmackDown. You never know what's going to happen. I'm going to get to that with my predictions for uh, what I thought was going to happen. And as you can tell, it's a little harder to predict this whole week because you have no idea what the storyline is going to go with. But before I get into that, Let's get into the three main things we learned this week. Um, number three was there was a lot of wrestlers having debut matches. Um, Gunther, also known as Walter, had his debut match. He fought a jobber. Uh, Butch actually lost to Xavier Woods. Uh, Rachel Gonzalez, also known now as Rachel Rodriguez, she did a promo. <coughs> So there was a couple wrestlers that showed up and tried to make an immediate impact this week on SmackDown. Uh, The number two thing we learned this week that has a big fantasy impact is MVP turned on Bobby Lashley. He has now aligned himself with Omos. This is making Omos even more dangerous here. And it's turned Lashley into a face. Um... It actually is going to elevate both of them, but Lashley as a face is actually going to be more beneficial in the long run than Omos being aligned with MVP. And the number one thing we learned for fantasy is Roman's next appointment, next, sorry, appointment is going to be, <coughs> should say Nakamura, it looks like. I can't see, should say winning this match at all. It looks like it's just a filler match for a couple weeks, but... Uh, they're probably not going to have his next big match until SummerSlam. But at least it's a, it's a rivalry for him to fight somebody in the next pay-per-view. So those are the three big things we learned this week. Okay, so let's get into the top three fantasy studs of the week. Number three, Madcap Moss turns on Happy Corbin. The fans were 100% behind Madcap. <coughs> Um, it's a good change of character for him. I think they're tired of Corbin's um, attitude and belittling of him every week. I don't know how well it's going to affect him in the long term because assistants or sidekicks that turn on their main person don't really end up that well. Uh, the most the closest example I give you is um, Jackson Riker. Turning on Elias. That was his little like sidekick. And then next thing you know, both of them got released. <coughs> well, Elias didn't get released, but that's a long story. So, in the long term, I don't know how this is going to help um, Madcap Moss. Unless he actually has a, diff- a long-term storyline against Corbin. I don't know if this is going to benefit him in the long run. Uh, number two. Uh, the number two fantasy stud of the week is the Street Profits. <coughs> they won a tornado tag match against the Alpha Academy. Uh, this more or less 
shows that they're still a number one contender for the tag team titles on Raw, and this just makes Alpha Academy fall down even further down the ladder. They haven't really done anything in like a month or so since they lost their tag titles. Um, if you have the Street Profits, you should be starting them anyways, but there's no reason not to. So they had a good week. And the number one fantasy stud of the week is Braun Breaker. He successfully won the NXT title from Dolph Ziggler. Uh, most leagues don't usually count NXT titles, but they count it as a title match on Raw. So you may not get the full value of a championship title on um, Raw for him winning the title, but you should win still win points for getting a title. Each league is different that you play for fantasy in, but Braun Breaker winning this title should have got you some points. He's not a guy I would rest my more rest and say I'm going to start every week because he's more of an NXT wrestler. So I don't know how many points you're going to get from on Raw and SmackDown. I think this is a short-term thing just to kind of get the audience a little bit behind him. But if you have him, you really can't hope he. You really can't rely on him fighting every week on Raw or SmackDown. Okay. Now let's get to our top three fantasy duds of the week. Uh, number three is Gunther, also known as Walter. <coughs> I'm dying here. Yes, I know he won, but he fought a jobber. There's no reason for him to fight a jobber. He's way above this. Just, I'll get to him in a second, but it's not a good sign for him to start off against a jobber. Uh, number two fantasy dud of the week is Butch. Um, he lost to Xavier Woods. You can't lose your de debut match. I don't care who it's technically against. Um, he was supposed to be like a rabid dog, and he didn't even get to do any of his finisher, any of his moves that he's most famous for in NXT. You know, breaking the fingers, you know, taking apart you little by little. He couldn't do any of that to Xavier Woods. I don't know if that's, that wasn't the plan or if they just they would let him do it. Um, I'm kind of mad the way it ended, or the way it ended for him with getting the roll up. So not a good sign for him for being our number two fantasy dud of the week. Um, and the number one fantasy dud is Elias um, came back from the dead or disappeared or everyone come back. Is now on TV as his younger brother Ezekiel. Um, he basically interrupted a Kevin Owens promo. I'll get to Kevin Owens in a second. And he does not look good without the beard and the shagginess. He just looks like he's like a 15-year-old kid right out of high school. Um, I don't know what they're going to do with him. He just doesn't look like a wrestler the way he is with all shaven. And, um, he doesn't have, I don't know, it. Elias was way over with the crowd. Ezekiel, well, let's just say Owens kind of ridiculed him a little bit. And the fans kind of ridiculed him a little bit. So not a good sign for him. Okay, so let's get into our starts and sits from last week. I told you this is the hardest week to predict because you don't know any of the storylines, any of the angles. Um, last week I told you to start Damian Priest. I said he's probably going to have some kind of match to prove himself to Edge. He did not. He had a promo. I said to start Cody Rhodes. I said it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good way for him to start off his new WWE career with a match right after WrestleMania, get some momentum. He did a promo. It was a good promo, but it just went on forever. And then he had a 
like a handshake with Seth Rollins, and nobody really knows. Um, I said this said Kevin Owens. I think he was going to just kind of do a promo. I was correct on that. So I was, I was, that was a correct pick. And I also said the sit Roman. I said he wasn't going to have a match. He was going to kind of celebrate his victory. <coughs> Both world titles. I was correct on that. So actually, if you look at it, I had all four wrestlers that I picked. Uh, Priest, Rhodes, Owens, and Roman all had promos. So I, I, I didn't get you any points. I didn't lose you anything. Sorry about that. I told you it's a bad week to predict everything. Okay, so now we kind of have an idea what we're going to do for our predictions. Uh, let's go with this week. This week we're going to start Veer. Finally. Uh, he's going to fight Dominic. Um, he's going to have his first match. I know they're saying this is his debut, but he has actually matches before on the main roster. But this is a brand new Killer Instinct Veer. He's not going to lose. Start Veer this week. I'm also going to start uh, Banks and Naomi. They're fighting um, <coughs> uh, Morgan and Rhea Ripley. Oh, man, I'm dying here. They're going to defend their tag titles. I can't see the first match, tag match, where the titles are on the line, where Banks and Naomi lose them. I can't see this. I still think Rhea Ripley's going to turn on Morgan sometime soon. So I think the tag team titles are going to be successfully defended this week. Um, I'm going to sit Sami Zayn. He is going to fight Drew McIntyre again this week. Um, this week he lost via countout to Drew, and they're having a rematch again. He's not going to be Drew, so sit Sami Zayn. I'm also going to sit the Miz. I'm going to take another crack at this. <coughs> um, he's fighting Cody Rhodes in Cody Rhodes' first match um, since returning to the WWE. So I don't, I can't see Cody Rhodes losing this match. I don't think Rollins is going to interfere. So Miz, uh, I'm going to take a Miz loss. Uh, so let me go real quick. I'm going to start Veer. I'm going to start Banks and Naomi. I'm going to sit Sami Zayn, and I'm going to sit the Miz. Okay. Now as to the fantasy wrestling stat of the week, Gunther debuted this week. On the main roster against a jobber or local enhancement or, you know, talent enhancement, whatever they call them now. Okay, this doesn't happen very often when wrestler debuts on the main roster against a jobber. So I actually looked at last, see the last time it happened. The last time actually a wrestler debuted on the main roster, they took on jobbers, was the tag team of Hit Row. Uh, Top Dollar and Swerve Scott. They fought jobbers in their WWE debut match in a tag match. Lo and behold, they won that match, but it was the only match they have on record on the main roster. So that's not a good sign. So I'm like, oh, maybe it's just a fluke. So I had to go back to the last wrestler before that who debuted on the main roster who fought a jobber. And that was No Way Jose. Debuted against a, jo- debuted against a jobber. And then after this, after about a year and a half, released. So, um, as much as I like Gunther, the odds are are against him for actually having a good year or staying on the main roster. I wouldn't have been against it, but, you know, it just says it's, it's, why would you have a guy debut against a jobber if you don't have a lot of faith in him? 
You should fight against it, establish our, you know, kind of get them over a little bit. But, you know, it's not my call. Okay, uh, sorry about that. I'm low rambling on. And I got a cold. I can't get rid of it. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happening that they already announced for this upcoming week. For matches, for WWE. And now you kind of have a, a direction of where these matches are going to go. And who's going to fight at the next pay-per-view. So you kind of have an idea. This first week after WrestleMania is always a kind of a toss-up. So I'll get a little better idea of my picks going forward. Sorry about my picks. Just all doing promos. Four for four. I guess that's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Okay. Um, just remember, if you want to hit me up on Twitter, ask me any fitness aggression questions. It's Mike at Real Wintry. And you can't spell Wintry without W-I-N. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Um, if you can, listen to my other podcasts, including my other uh, Fantasy Wrestlers of the Week, of the, of the year, for men, female, and also tag teams. These were done before WrestleMania. So we'll see how close I do for the whole year. Um, thank you for listening, and uh, have a good week. Thank you. Bye.